going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to it. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. And I'm feeling like tonight I need more than an hour. But joining me to take on a real slobber knocker that's going on online in the culture wars is the one, the only. You might know him as 84. You might know him as Southern Wood or Steel Slats or Southern Slats or if you were lucky enough privileged enough to see this man in high school play basketball, Clay the Hammer Shark! That's me. How you doing? Yeah, you need way more than an hour. If we're going to talk about what you sent the text to me about, yes, I need more than an hour. Because If we have... you even want to say a word. Well, hold your horses. I might have given you a paddle but I have a cattle prod. No, that's fine. No, I'm not it's afraid to show. shock you like Jack Bauer, all right? I can handle it, cousin. When you it's an why? extreme situation like my show, civil liberties go out the window. The non-aggression I... principle goes out the window. You you get crosswise on me. I'm trying to calm down. I'll shock you. Hey, I'm, I'm trying. I'm not going to get upset if I can help myself. <laughs> I can't promise anything, we're, 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 but I'm just telling you, I can handle a cattle prod. You know why? Because I'm a man. You're a man? I'm a man! You're over 40? I'm 40! <laughs> That's still a great... That needs to be a video meme. I'm sure it already is. It's so good. He's 50 now. He turned right. 50 this year. <laughs> I'm a man! I'm 50! I did see a little meme thing about that. I get that. my prostate checked and everything! Anyway... That's what real men do. They have the doctor shove their finger up there. Anyway, uh, what we are actually previewing here, this has been quite the throat clearing, but hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Hold on to your butts. I thought that's what you just said. Yes. The American, what is it, Psychological Association? Yeah, the Association? APA. The APA. Where, where's the S? I thought it was American Psyche... Psychological. Psychological Association. Yes, the, the APA. ASA. The, uh, the APA came out with guidelines. Just shut up. Don't play dumb. Give me a break. I ain't playing. <laughs> Fair enough. They released their guidelines for psychological practice with boys and men. Not boys to men. It's a whole other different ABC, psychological practice. BBD, the East Coast family. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I, every time I hear that, I can't help myself. I'm sorry, Joey. Oh. Every wow. time I hear that, that pops in my head. But there's a write up here. It says you don't have to read the entire thirty thousand word document to appreciate its thrust. Ignorance. 
is what I would say. In a section called Masculine Ideology. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the guy who wrote this up, know where mm-hmm. the professor is from? You think California, maybe? Berkeley? No clue. Maybe, you know, up in the Northeast somewhere, one of the Ivy League schools. Maybe some fancy pants liberal arts college that we don't even, we can't, like, Oprahland or something. University of Georgia. Nope. In Athens. South Alabama. Anyway, the section called Masculine Ideology, the APA says, quote, Masculine Ideology is a set of descriptive, prescriptive, and proscriptive cognitions about boys and men. Although there are differences in masculinity ideologies, God, what is this gobbledygook? Passes for academic knowledge. There is a particular constellation of standards that have held sway over large segments of the population, including anti-femininity, achievement, a shul of the appearance of weakness, and adventure, risk, and violence. These have been collectively referred to as traditional masculinity ideology. The writer in this write-up says, uh, This statement seems to have been composed by someone who has to bite her or his tongue in order not to describe many or manly men as deplorables. But here's the thing. Some people are very outraged, but let's, um, as this writer says, unpack it a bit. Or let's, fight, or let's actually get to the bottom line, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say. Can I ask a question yet, or do you want to go through the whole thing? No, I want to. I want to. I want to clear the table so there are a few things that people aren't confused with. I look at me. I'm wearing this stupid cheap heat headband on my head. My hair is longer than most women these days. I kind of like the turquoise, though. See what I mean? It plays. (laughs) I do. I like it. Thank you. It even matches your shirt. I know. I. There you go. Did you think about that consciously? Yes, I did. Okay, well, that, then that's disturbing. <laughs> right. See, I have, I'm willing to admit, feminine qualities more than, say, a manly man does. I love people that gender bend, but they do it proudly. It's not this victimhood, oh, no, I don't know who I am. If you're going through that, I'm sorry. That must be tough. But I like people like Prince, for instance, one of my inspirations. He would gender bend and mess with people's heads, but he's doing it confidently. He enjoyed it. But he very much liked women, too. So, I like that sort of stuff. I'm not shy from, you want me to wear a dress at a bachelor party down in New Orleans? Okay, I'll wear that dress and I'll wear it proudly and I'll look good doing it. I don't have a problem with that. If God blesses me with some little girls, they want to paint my nails one day, yeah, whatever. I'll humor them. I got pictures. Right. (laughs) There's not a problem with, you know, showing a little bit of emotion and having a feminine side, so to speak. And it's bound to happen, especially guys who get married and only have daughters. It's kind of bound to happen. I don't think that necessarily means you have a feminine side. It's just you're connecting with your children where they are. Right. And and that's how that we teach and learn. It's, a, it's an old cliche, more is caught than taught. 
preaching to your children does not work. It's, you know, being with them. They catch the way that you act around them. And to cut up and have fun, and when I let my girls put makeup on me and things like that, and try to, like, my beard's getting long now, you know, put a bow in my beard. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's silly crap like that. It's fun. You're having fun. I wouldn't necessarily say that's effeminate, which I don't have a problem with, because I'm the first to tell you, I cry every single day. Yeah. I'm very emotional. I'm emotional with my children, my wife, and and in my business. Yeah. yeah. Even with customers. Yeah. I'm I'm that's the way I'm built. Doesn't mean that you're wrong if you're not that way. I don't have a problem with that, but to force this down and the the word in it's that- the whole package deal that's the problem now if, if you're going to use a word toxic masculinity you need to be damn specific if you're going to use that then tell me what anti-feminist means what does that even mean that's right. in the first paragraph there i mean that's or anti-femininity anti-femininity or what have you this one writer i'm reading from says that means homophobia okay all right so joey Mm-hmm. Uh, you as a young man, you're, you're 30 years old, right? Yes, just right. turned 30. And, and you're heterosexual. Yeah. You, you like the female sex. I do. Right. Do, you, do you like your women like with big muscles and hair under their arms and hairy legs and hair on their back? Or do you like like a smooth, soft skin, uh, you know, pretty, attractive person? The latter. Okay, just so... I mean, it's not to so say some muscle-bound babe couldn't maybe grab my attention, but it wouldn't be the first thing I would be looking for. Okay, so so does that make you pro-femininity <laughs> or anti-femininity? I think what they mean is a man expressing or showing any signs himself of being traditionally feminine. Like he... I don't know. But here's the thing. I, I'm looking at modern culture... And most men I know, even manly men, anti-femininity is not really a thing. Like, there are a lot of dudes, I think, and it's happened within a generation or two, where your father never hugged you or your grandfather never showed this stuff. Now, grandfathers hug. They express feelings. Like, this has never been a problem in my life. And yet, I think my grandfathers, both of them, have been pretty manly men. But they're not been shy to hug me and say, I love you, this sort of stuff. And see, that's that's something I cannot even relate to. Yeah. Because I grew up, where I grew up, uh, my I can honestly, I can throw a baseball and hit my grandparents' house right now. I still live that close to my grandmother. She's right. 96 years old. And she lives right across the road, is what we call them down there in the country. But my granddaddy, I saw him just about every single day of my life. And my granddaddy was a tough, tough yeah. man. I mean, he was very demanding, and he didn't put up with any crap. And But he loved us, and my granddaddy would kiss you right yeah. in your face. And you, it was almost gross because Pop was kissing. He's like, Pop, get your lips off of me. You know, because, I mean, he would kiss you right in the mouth. But I've, and my daddy, every single night of my life when I went to bed, my daddy would kiss me on the head or give right. me a hug and, and give me a kiss on the cheek or something and tell me I love you. And and maybe, I mean, I just grew up in a loving family, and the men in our family were very affectionate. Right. Not effeminate. 
right. but affectionate. And I don't know that these things aren't getting conflated. Well, and this is the problem with what the APA did. I think also you can have people like, uh, let's think of them at off top of it. Richard Simmons comes to mind. And that's fine. And that's fine. I don't know too many. You might see, hear or see a few jokes made, but nobody really has a problem with Richard Simmons. I mean, if you do, that might be toxic. Then there's another thing they throw in that I'll agree with them. If you're trying to measure your masculinity based on how violent you are, I don't. But here's the thing: you got little man syndrome, right? I don't. And know. I'm talking little man syndrome, right? I don't know a lot of strong guys, like even fighters in particular, professional fighters, warriors, people who are soldiers. These sorts of things they are trained to do this stuff. They understand that violence is chaos. That even if you're incredibly well-trained, you may not win. It's very costly, is a better way to put it. And so the people that are the most well-trained in this sort of stuff usually don't use violence indiscriminately. So I I don't know where they're coming, but if you are a guy and you think, because I could beat everybody up, I'm more of a man, I don't know if that's much of a yardstick for your masculinity. And I don't know too many people who are able to beat everybody up who go around boasting about it and this is a measure of a man. That's different, though, in physicality. Like, you're on the football field, and you're Ray Lewis, and you're a defensive general, and you knock everybody's head. I remember watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. John Lynch would just lay people out. I mean, and it, people are impressed by that. It's why we like MMA. It's why we like boxing. why I like wrestling. It's why you like any athletics. It's because physicality, being able to be fit and capable and functional in the use of your body is amazing. And it's something that's just instinct. I mean, it's all the way back to the beginning. And, and it is instinct in that that goes into the core of the animal side of us. We are mammals. We are animals. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe in evolution or created by God, either way... Yeah. There is still the alpha syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I look out the I woke up this morning at five thirty to hearing bulls lowing at one another because right. they were fighting. Right. And they're still establishing who is the alpha. The more they eat, the more because you get you get your bulls up during the wintertime, they're they're all skinny and scrawny, and you feed them and as they start putting weight back on and getting back to full strength. It's basically like working out. Then they're like, okay, I'm the biggest baddest in the pasture. I'm fixing to teach all these other little boys who he is. And you you get that fight. And that can be part of human beings, but it's not the only thing. It's It's not. not. We're not bulls. That's right. We have different types of games to show confidence and achievement. We have emotion and that's what separates us. It separates us from the animal kingdom as a whole but, to humans. Also, I want, but to, I want you to finish this because there's okay. another thing in here. Well, no, I'm about to get the stuff really, that's going to really both you and I, it ticked me off because I've been trying to change my whole life. And it really made me go, huh? Because I've looked hard and long in the mirror at my own life at the things I think have set me back that were of my doing. And a lot of them are things that I decided, ooh, I haven't lived up to certain, but we'll get to those in a second. But let's, I want to address this violence thing, too. They just include violence. Okay, are you being just aggressive, always looking for a fight? Yeah, that's pretty toxic. It's going to be destructive to you and to others. But 
to have the capacity for effective violence if you're defending yourself. Folks, I'm a libertarian. I believe in do not aggress against people and their property. But I am not a pacifist. By any means. If somebody aggresses against you, defend yourself. Yes. To the best of your ability. And there is something impressive about watching... I'm not a huge MMA guy, but there's something impressive about watching martial artists go head-to-head. There's, it's something deep in me that makes... That's interesting. Like, I can't look away, even if it's gruesome. So there, that's... I think violence has a place if you're defending yourself. It goes back to a speech I saw of some general, a NATO general, talking about, in a mostly liberal crowd, a TED Talk... This is a gun. And most of you want to control it. Most of you want to get rid of it. This gun represents virtue when used in the right way. It's uh, the old American sniper quote. Some people are wolves. Some people are sheepdogs. Now, sometimes some sheepdogs act like a wolf, and it can. that's complicated. But there is a role for violence if you're defending yourself and you're using it virtuously. And I think that's, it reminds me of this, like, zero tolerance crap at schools. I don't care who hit first. You both are fighting. What the hell is that teaching kids? Anyway, let's get to the stuff that really will work us up. Imagine if you will, folks. And again, I've been trying to change my own life, especially since mom passed and I'm getting my crap together and start really looking in the mirror. Imagine if I looked in the mirror one morning and said, Joey, you don't need to measure yourself by what you achieved. You're a loser. You need to be ready also, Joey, to show weakness all the time. You don't need to have any sense of looking for an adventure in life. And don't take any risks. Because the APA not only included anti-femininity, whatever that means, and violence, they also included achievement, a shul of the appearance of weakness... And adventure, risk, and violence. Okay, I'll give them their due on one here. And I want to see what your thoughts are, 84. Or Southern Wood, or whatever the hell your name is, he says. <laughs> I will say, if you... Uh, the Ashul of the appearance of weakness. There's an argument here. If you never, ever let yourself show weakness, you may... You may bottle something up too much. But also, and this is where other interesting studies are shown. I was reading about, uh, is it good nice guys finish last or nice guys at the top? Well, actually, the, what people who really researched it found is nice guys finish at the bottom. Think of it on a graph. It was really a U shape. You had nice guys at the bottom and nice guys at the top of companies. But you also had a-holes at the bottom and a-holes and narcissists at the top of companies. And so it's not simple whether or not nice guys finish last. It's a long debate. But there might be something to being able to show a little weakness, not acting like... But if you do, are, what's interesting, if you do say, I know what I'm doing, even if you don't, you tend to figure it out. It is a boost to you. If you act overconfident, it can be a boost to your ability to do things. It's an interesting fact. I, w- I would change the wording a little bit. Okay. I wouldn't say show weakness. I would probably use the word vulnerability. Yeah. You know, and and that's showing that you have, because I am all about compassion, and you can be compassionate. Right. 
without being weak. Sad. I don't like the word weak. Weak means you're either giving in or giving up. Right. That's what weakness is. Or you're beaten. And it shouldn't be about beating one or the other. It's like femininity. Right. I don't want to beat femininity out of women. I, that's what I find attractive about women, that they are feminine. What they about are a, a feminine men? I, well, I mean, I, I'm not attracted to men. Well, no, but, I, but it's not a sexual thing. No, it's not. I know one of the one of the greatest people I know on the face of this earth, if you met him, if he walked in and sat on your radio show right now, you would swear before God that he was gay. Hmm. He is that effeminate. Okay. He is a very strong man, though. Right. He's just got the... I mean, he he does affectations. The, the, yeah. I mean, I know a few people like that. Everything, actually. and he even talks like. And you say, I swear, he's got to be gay, but he's not. No. And and then you have other people that are gay, and you're like, what? You're gay? <laughs> he's such a man's man. <laughs> I had no idea. You got the couch. You got the cooler full of beer right next to you. You got your hand down your pants, but you're not watching Baywatch. You're watching, I don't know, HGTV. Uh, but, but And I've got another friend just like that. It's like, really? Right. People confound stereotypes. That's, they do. And, and that's beside the point. Uh, it's when you... Put in a box that that since society as a whole has decided right. that this is not proper. Since when did society as a whole decide that this is not proper? Well, society For doesn't. little boys, when in the history of the world have little boys not fought? Right. I had two brothers growing up. It was three of us. Had three first cousins. We spent three months together every summer when we were out of school. We fist fought every single day. I can remember my first grade class. We would sneak out of view of the teachers at recess, and we fight. I got—I think I got a bloody nose one time. It's not a big deal. It really—you—it's fun. There's a re- physicality and consensual kind of competition and like wrestling and. These sort of things, football doesn't feel good when you get hit. Even basketball is a contact sport. I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> it was when we played it. So I can I can maybe understand if you're always trying never to give the appearance of weakness, maybe that's a flaw. But also there can be something to that. If you always if you're willing to pump yourself up and try not to show weakness, it can lead you to levels you never thought. Now it, it's more practical. But I want to get to the stuff that really troubles me. If the American Psychological Association, which this guide will be going out to psychologists and psychiatrists around the country, if they start saying that in the package deal of toxic masculinity, oh, they included one that I, I could. That word. I know, they included one that I couldn't. The one that really pissed me off: stoicism. And that's what they mean by the issue of the appearance of weakness. That's not, that's like the most simplistic definition of stoicism I've ever heard. Stoicism is understanding that if it's really about your decisions, how do you react to the world? You cannot control everything in the world. It's back to the serenity prayer. The things I can control, the things I can't, and the strength to know the difference. And so, yes, bad, tragic things may happen in life. This goes back 
thousands of years because life was nasty, brutish, and short. So how do you deal with how tough life is? You realize you can find inner peace by understanding your emotions, understanding your thoughts, realizing what you can control and what you can't, and reacting accordingly in the most productive way for you. And see, that's what, when when I think of stoicism, That I mean, that's what comes to my mind. It, I think you're more mature than, than I am. Because I am not stoic at all. No, I'm very, <laughs> very non-stoic. You're quite boisterous. And but to me, it's like he's thinking about something. Mm-hmm. Because I do. Yeah. I mean, occasionally. I mean, my, my children. They, they they have a field day with me. My wife as well. They'll ask me a question, and I just won't say anything. But I'm processing. Step two and step three and step four. Can I go so-and-so tonight? I'm not just thinking, yeah, you can go there and come back and everything's fine. I'm thinking, if you go there, now tomorrow morning we've got to do this. You've got to get up to go to work or or what have you. And I'm processing all these things. So someone that's stoic, I've always admired those type of people. And and I know my mother-in-law is a perfect yeah. example. She is extremely stoic, very loving, caring, shirt off the back for you. But she does not overreact to everything. She processes every single thing that happens right. and will take time. And people that take their time to think everything through before they just knee-jerk react or or have a reaction to something... I don't think that makes you a bad person, and I don't think that's something bad for society. No. Somebody's got to think about, you know, the third and fourth and fifth steps. Somebody's got to be playing chess when you're out there playing checkers. Somebody's got to be playing chess and say, yeah, you can do that, but if you do that, then this, this, and this is going to happen. You need to calm down and wait. Well, and here we're gonna, we got to take a break, but we're going to get to the big three that I've been trying to... I've been feeling. It's more than a thought. It's more than, oh, I meditated or I thought about something or I talked with a good friend. What are you giggling about over there like a schoolgirl? <laughs> Some, sometimes you get a funny text here. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, your phone's loud enough. I know. I put it in my lap. No, keep it away from your lap with that level of vibration. My God, man. (laughs) What you doing later tonight, Joey? No, no, no. I'm not even entertaining this. But after the break, we'll get to the big three that I've been feeling lately. Because you could go through life, I've decided for myself at least, just speaking for me, I could go through life and just, you know, be comfortable. Just, you know, ease on through it. Never achieve anything. Never take any risks. Never go on some great adventure in life. Just ease on through with what you've always known. Mm-hmm. And I've come to the decision, and I'm working on it because it doesn't happen in, overnight, that that would be a miserable way to live. It's because you're a dude. Well, and I think there are a lot of women can understand that too, though. I mean, I mean, how did how did this country and and I mean, putting everything else aside, how did this country get settled and get right. conquered and go from east coast to west coast? It wasn't a bunch of fairies out there going, "Oh, we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings." 
you know, they mapped it out and said, hey, let's go get this land. Right. And they took it. I mean, right or wrong, I mean, that's a dude being a dude well, is what and, it and is. Like I said a couple weeks ago, not all of us are going to scale Mount Everest. Not all of us are going to traverse the no. whole Antarctic of Antarctica. You know, by ourselves on a thirty-two hour track. That's that unreal. Awesome, <laughs> man. Colin O'Brien's his name. What an incredible guy. Hey, and, but, and, and who are we talking about? It's a dude that did something that seemed impossible. But there are plenty of opportunities, and I think it's healthy for men or women, but in particular young men trying to find purpose in life, to go for achievements. To take risk and go on a great adventure doesn't mean again that you had to climb a tallest mountain on earth but it does mean you got to look for those opportunities and go for them we'll get into that after hey, the break. you can aim high or you can aim low if you miss you miss you might as well miss high when you're aiming we'll be right back folks joey clark Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back, folks. Now, where we mm-hmm. left off, Southern Wood. Yeah, I was just starting to get ticked off. Well, we got to hit these breaks. We got to pay for the show. Well, I, I dig that. I dig it. But here we've been we going keep through. talking during the breaks, and it gets me ticked off when they're talking about boys being bullies, and that's supposed to be a masculine trait. How in the hell is being a bully a masculine trait? As a father of three girls right, and a son, so I'm not isolated, there's nothing more evil on the face of this earth than a female, especially one in the adolescence age. They are 100% straight up evil. And when they bully, they don't bully like, all right, here's an example. Right. I you and I, we're, we're in school together. And I walk up to you and I say, Joey, you got long hair. You look weird. You look like a a weirdo. Because all of us have got short hair. Right. And then we might, you know. punch you in the face. Right. And then what do you do? You punch me in the face. Right. And then we fall down and we wrestle a little while and we beat each other up. And And I whip you with my hair. And then what happens? We're best friends. Right. Yeah. You you settle it. we're, We're buddies. Girls don't do that. Mm-mm. Girls go behind your back, and they are evil, conniving, deceptive human beings. They are vicious, <laughs> I would say. And they don't say things like, oh, <laughs> your hair looks kind of weird today. They won't say it to your face. They spread it to everybody. Girls are vicious well, yeah, men and women can be just as aggressive as one another. Men tend to be more aggressive physically. In different ways. Men tend to be more aggressive physically, and they say what they mean, mean what they say, they'll let it out. Women tend to be more aggressive in other ways, the ways you described. They and, let it out, but they let it out in secret, and right. they do evil things. Is the way I look at it. That is evil, but, the way that they do it. Uh, and, yes, it, it, it's the whole problem. There's, I think, too much going on here where it's the package deal that really pissed me off. Because if you're saying indiscriminate violence, okay, yeah, that's not good. You're talking about, I, I am not one to be like, oh, I'm, I better not be too feminine here. I don't care. 
but if you, because I've been trying to work on myself, if you tell young men in particular, don't worry about achievement or taking risk or seeking out an adventure for your life. What the hell is that? <laughs> what would Lewis and Clark have done if their parents would have raised them that way? No, don't cross the Mississippi River. We don't know what's on the other side well, here, there. Here's this write-up to your point. In this write-up, it says, Achievement, a shul of the appearance of weakness or really stoicism, adventure and risk-taking are indeed masculine qualities, and they are not part of an ideology they're inherent, this author claims. They are the qualities that brought humankind from caves to the Silk Road to global exploration across dangerous seas to the moon landing. But the monumental accomplishments that can be traced directly to these traits are of no interest to the American Psychological Association. And I, I'm serious, folks. When I looked at where I was about two, three years ago, I realized I wasn't striving with a clear goal. And achievement doesn't mean making the most money in the radio business. Achievement can take on a lot of different things. But I'm not taking enough risk. I'm staying what's comfortable. I'm avoiding pain. In times necessary pain, a worthwhile burden to carry. And I'm not looking for those adventures that challenge me, that yes, are risky and might cause pain, but they're worth the sense of self-worth and achievement, even if you fail. Yeah. The achievement is trying. And this sounds so crazy. I mean, it's one of them sappy things again, but you don't fail until you quit. Yeah. You can not succeed on your first try, but you keep trying. But the goal should be achievement. Yes. <coughs> and you you don't quit, no matter how bad it hurts, no matter how much. And, and there might be a point where you do tap out. But here's an interesting, interesting thing, and you brought it up, bringing up your bulls. No, I didn't say bulls. B U L L S. Your bulls. By the way, the last, you, the last vowel, not the first vowel, the last. I'm vowel. trying to remember. We had a class assembly, or some I, one of our assistant principals or principals was in the in one of our classes, and one of the kids said something to another kid, one of the boys to another boy, and I'm trying to remember. I think the guy's name was Kyle who said it. Kyle, why did you say John had no balls? <laughs> We're all sitting here trying not to laugh our asses off. And she doesn't understand that it's hilarious to us. Why did you say he had no balls? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> anyway, your bulls. A lot of animals Move. do this. Right. They, they are trying to show dominance, and it's usually a physical battle. Human beings... We do that to a certain extent, but we also do many other things. To be on the top of the so-called hierarchy in human society, you probably need to be good at a lot of different things. You really do. Joey. Human achievement is not you play one game where you dominate the other bull or ram or whatever. Human achievement in showing competence and that you are of a certain worth means you're good at a lot of different things in human society. And it really does take all types. I mean, it takes a Brock Lesnar and it takes a Richard Simmons. I mean, you can have all different types of men and women. 
You really can. How would he use Leap and Lanny Popo for yeah, the Richardsons? And... Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to go wrestling, I mean, Brock and Leap and Lanny. Fair enough. But <laughs> I did see the Lord Humongous pick him up one day and headbutt him and throw him by his ears off top right. rope in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> but it's really interesting to me that it's now and here's the, I think what's actually pissing off a lot of people that are reading this and and if you've listened to the whole show tonight folks I'm not saying they're completely wrong there are some things yes I've known with myself and other men in life like family member stuff where yeah maybe they hold back too much they don't communicate enough those things can be problems sure You ready? Yeah. My my question is this. You see studies like this and stories like this occasionally. I'm, I wouldn't say all the time. And they're, they're always saying that the man is wrong. The man should be more like the woman. You know, men should be more. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. A man should be more like a woman. Have you ever, ever seen a story written like this where it says women are too effeminate. They need to be more masculine. They need to be more like men. Why Why is the difference? No, no I'm not even going to ask that stupid-ass question because we know the answer to that. Why is it that people can't see they're wanting men to be less masculine they're wanting women to stay the same. Why does everybody have to be like a woman? It's an interesting question. Well, here, I'll give you a, a sort of an answer. Let's use the same baseline. The APA, in 2007, came out with their guidelines for psychological practice with girls and women. And in it, at least according to this author I'm reading from, we find no criticism, criticism whatsoever of femininity, traditional or otherwise. But we do learn about the many stressors in girls and women's lives. And they're real stressors. Sure. Interpersonal victimization and violence, unrealistic media images of girls and women, discrimination, oppression, devaluation, limited economic resources, role overload, relationship disruptions, and work iniquities. But here's the thing. Those stressors, all those things I just read real quickly, a lot of them apply to boys and men as well. The thing about women, and I saw, we were talking about memes it, it, during the break, and, and you see these funny ones here and there, and I saw one that really, you know, I mean, it's a joke, but it made great sense. A woman said, here's an example of white male privilege. Yeah. You can buy one suit, and you can wear it to every place you go, and everybody's fine with it. Everywhere I go to an event, I have to buy a new dress because if I wear the same dress twice, I'm ridiculed. Have you ever, Joey, one time as a male, a red-blooded, woman-loving male, yeah. have you ever criticized a woman or thought twice about a woman wearing the same dress on more than one occasion? No. Who would? Other women. Other women. <laughs> yes. 
That does happen. Obviously, so that that's where the criticism and the it's interesting. Not all of it, but most of it. Sure, we as guys well, yeah, are like certain expectations. Hey, you're sexy. Hey, now nah, you're kind of overweight. Sure, well, and, that and there happens. might be some dudes a lot more critical than us. Let's leave that. Hey, I think they are in the very much minority. I guarantee you. Here's. Here's the thing, I, I think... We can take 100 calls right, right now. Yeah. 99 has no clue what their wife wore to church last Sunday. No clue. Well, uh, here, here's why I think, though, why a lot of people are getting upset with this report and these news articles about this report. Have you ever, like, been in the middle of doing a chore that you're doing some... Maybe it's your wife. Or I used to... This happened with me when... That came out wrong. <laughs> Just put your phone in your pocket. Do it, Somebody do it, text him so it vibrates. Do, doing a chore for my wife, like washing dishes or something. Or taking out the trash. This used to happen when trash. I was living, when I was a young Sorry. kid at, at home. It's like you had your chores. And you're, like, literally picking the trash bag up, tying the ties. And I would hear from across the house, Joey, would you remember to take out the trash? And I, it would piss me off so much. It's like, I am! Now, that's where you got to bite your tongue and just say... No, I would bite my tongue. Yes, baby. But internally, it's like, I already am. I don't need to be told to take out the trash. I already know to take out the trash. I'm in the middle of doing it, and you're telling me to do it. <laughs> but no, I, and I think that's the emotion going on here, is they're coming to men saying, here's what's wrong with you. Half of it's like... You really think I need to be told not to be a violent bully to men and women in my life? Really? Well, and on the other side of that and is, then, how many times were you told to take the trash out yeah. that you forgot or you just didn't do it? Because that's, that's what we do as dudes. It's but, like Coleman. Right, Coleman, yes. Coleman's son, you forgot to put your shoes on. You just walked outside. <laughs> That's oh, a, yeah. Where are my shoes? Well, it's just silly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just... I mean, that's But you get my point. Is like, it's something you already know, and somebody's, like, lecturing you on stuff you obviously already know. Like, you're, you're this Neanderthal. You don't know anything. So here's what you need to work on. And it's part of you goes... I already know this. Stop lecturing me. Nah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. Not even 1%. Because I, I don't, this whole article did nothing but make me mad because it does not apply to me. Now, maybe as as males in a, in a, it, it, as a whole, maybe there's some parts of it right. that you could get something out of. But uh, that's that's garbage right there. That's freaking Sesame Street's what that is. Not Mr. Rogers, though. No, Mr. Rogers was the bomb. Mr. Rogers taught people you are inherently valuable. Because you're made in the image and likeness of God. And because you're valuable, don't treat people like you're better than them. These sort of things. Well, and I don't treat know. People with respect. I don't know if you want to go there or not. But by damn, if you get the Bible out, mm -hmm. you get the Bible out and you read just the first couple of chapters of Genesis, you'll figure out. I mean, that's the way that God created the man. He created the woman. They are different. But equal, 
He took the rib out of the side, not the foot, so that the man rule over her, not off the head, so that the woman rule over the man, but from the side, so that the twain yes. become one. And the and symbol's very powerful. We have had this conversation in my house. It's it's not just symbols, though, Joe. It's no. not just symbols. It's it's my wife is by nature by what is inherent in her. She is the nurturer, and she is, oh, you fell down. You got, you know, you busted your lip. Let me take care of it. As the father, as the male figure in the house, I'm like, get up, boy. Right. It's just a busted lip. Right. You'll be fine. You don't need stitches. Keep going. When the children fight. Right. Get out there and fight it. Don't come to me crying. He hit me. Go hit him back. You know, and I'm not training a bunch of degenerate, you know, fist fighters. No, but have some fortitude. Take up for yourself. Because nobody, I had this conversation with one of my children. I said, I said, I can go over there and I can stop this right now. I can put an end to it. I said, or you can go over there and stop it. One or the other. Because if I go stop it, what's going to happen the next time I'm not around? It's going to be twice as worse. Because where's your daddy now? What's going to happen now? And that's just the way boys are. And I said, you go over there? And he says, well, what if he beats me up? I said, then you just get beat up. But he knows that he's not going to step on you. He's going to have to fight you for it. Well, and, and just to be clear, what I meant by beautiful symbol is, like, how do you express that idea? Like, to have that passed on in so many different languages and to have it be able to transcend all those different languages over thousands of years, it's such a beautiful image that it, I think it is very apparent. It is, and and there's so many things in scriptures that are just, you know, realistic and symbolistic like that. Right. And, and that I think that is the hardest part about... As as a man, I can't speak for women, but I, I mean, just knowing I've been married for 20-something years now, uh, 23, 24, something like that. And, uh, but stopping in the middle of something when I am being the enforcer, sure. if you want to put it that like way. Like Arn Anderson, yeah. And, you know, pulling back and saying, and being willing to admit I am being yeah. too strict. Yeah. I'm going too far. There needs to be a balance, yes. But then also, you know, I know with Weena, when she's being too caring and saying, you know, so-and-so's happened to this, and she pulls back and listens to me and says, nope, they've got to go through this. Team. You know, they've got to feel it. And, it, oh, man, that's that's a tough, it tough is. balance. I mean, it, it, it really is. Well, no, and we've been trying to figure out these differences between the sexes since the beginning of time. I think there have been some theories out there that are nonsense. I think there are theories that are getting closer to the truth of the matter. And I think we'll continue to work on these issues, especially as the world continues to change. That's why, like, I don't know if I've ever met a guy who's like the stereotypical so-called traditional masculine guy because just the world is always changing like it really is cultures and fashion and styles and how you present yourself it is really always changing there are some eternal things but they express themselves in all sorts of different ways Uh, so i don't get too bent up on it what i really got bent up on 
is suggesting that striving for achievement, taking risk, and a call to adventure are toxic. I think that is a recipe for disaster. It really is. Because if you don't have something you're trying to work towards, then what are you doing? I don't know. Call for adventure. Who in their right mind is going to get in a freaking rocket and be launched into space and travel to the moon, land on the moon, and fly back? You have got to be somewhat crazy to do that. But it It doesn't have to be going to the moon. It can be, I don't know whether or not this relationship is going to work, but I love this woman, and I'm going to commit my life to her in sickness and in health. It could be... I don't know if I can handle this emotionally to watch harder than going to the moon. I I don't know if I can handle emotionally watching a parent get sick. But I mean, there are all the different ways you have to push through, and not just coldly. There is something to taking on a worthwhile burden.